Welcome to Just Talk with Justine, a podcast for breast cancer survivors and supporters. Just Talk with Justine is a platform where breast cancer survivors can share their journeys. If we can help just one person who's listening today, we've accomplished our goal. Okay, my guest today is a certified meeting professional through the Events Industry Council. She has 25 plus years of experience in corporate meetings and event planning, primarily for franchisors and food and beverage industry. She also has an industrial engineering degree from Georgia Institute of Technology and a master's certificate in hospitality management from Cornell University. At age 48, she was diagnosed with HER two positive breast cancer, her two positive breast cancer. She's traveled to over 49 different countries on six continents and still counting. She has learned to live by the motto, life is not about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about dancing in the rain. Please welcome my warrior sister, Stephanie Parks. Hi, Steph. Hi, Justine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know it's been a crazy morning for you and I really appreciate you coming. So, um, Stephanie, tell me, what is HER2 positive? Um, HER2 positive breast cancer is a breast cancer that tests positive for a protein called human epidermal growth factor uh, receptor, HER2. Mm-hmm. And this protein promotes the growth of cancer cells. So it's a very aggressive type of breast cancer. Okay. And um, was there breast cancer in your family? Not at all. I, no. was, I was the first person diagnosed with breast cancer in my family. Several years later, my 85-year-old aunt was diagnosed with breast cancer, but it, we don't have the gene. It's Okay. Not, it's did you do the BRCA test or did you feel you needed to? Uh, initially, um, my insurance would not approve the BRCA testing because I was the first person in the family to... to be diagnosed. So because I was the first person, insurance wouldn't cover it. I believe the insurance laws have changed now. And so several years later, after my diagnosis, I was able to get the genetic testing. And I do not have the gene for breast cancer or any other cancer that was known at the time. Okay. And and how did you discover that you had, through a mammogram, you had breast cancer through, through a mammogram? My breast cancer was found through a routine mammogram. So I'm a big proponent of just get your routine mammogram. Um, when I had my annual mammogram, I was in a, it was a busy convention time of year for me. And I was on the road every single week. And um, so I, I had my routine mammogram, didn't think anything of it. And I was getting follow-up calls from, uh, I guess, my doctor or somebody Uh, And finally, when we connected, I was shocked to hear that they had discovered. Oh, my God. So they didn't they didn't keep you in the radiology after your mammogram. They didn't say, hey, you need you know, this is what we discovered. No, not for my Uh initial diagnosis. So how long in between did you have to wait? Well, I didn't have to wait, like I said, or not knowing the issue was um not being available to connect with them due to my travel schedule. Wow. So we played telephone tag for some time. And that probably went on for at least a couple of weeks. Okay. And uh, when we did connect, they told me, they told me the news that um, they had seen, they had seen something, 
um, and I needed to go for a biopsy. So, I mean, it wasn't a definite, Okay, uh, you know, the mammogram right. did not diagnose the breast Correct. cancer. It but just, it, it led to the next step, which, which was, was the biopsy. biopsy. And then the biopsy right. discovered. Did you have a, um, a mastectomy? I did have a mastectomy, but to go back to earlier, you know, um, I always had my routine mammogram and I never thought twice about it because when I was in my 20s, um, during a routine mammogram, something had been found then as well. And I had to have a biopsy. Oh. Um, and at that time, what, what prompted I totally, you to get a mammogram so early in your 20s? Because normally, you know, that's pretty early. You know, I don't really recall exactly. But what I remember is I had to have a biopsy okay. in my 20s. Um, so I don't know if it was a maybe it was a lump. Mm, something, found, something. Some, I don't know. Something prompted me to have a biopsy in my 20s. And so I had a biopsy and I remember being on the table, sort of in that twilight state yeah, under yeah. anesthesia. And were you the in doctor, the table where you laid down like that? I was No, I was on my back on okay. the table. Okay. And I clearly remember, even though I was in that twilight state, I remember the doctor saying, have you lost weight lately? And I was proud to say, yes, I had. Uh-huh. And it turned out that the I, I guess they had found, found a lump. And so I guess at that point they said, well, it was a wad. It was fat that had gotten caught in the breastbone. Wow. And so that's what was the lump in my 20s. So and at that time, I was completely oblivious to breast cancer, knew nothing at all about it, didn't right. even know to be afraid right. of having a biopsy right. at that point. And so then. I guess, you know, when in reality, when I was 48 and had to have a biopsy, again, I didn't think, think twice, twice about right. it because I'd been there, done that. Of course, at 48, my results were completely, completely different. different. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so you go and you have a mastectomy, and did you have an implant as well? So I did have a, a mastectomy on the left side only, and simultaneously, uh, when they did the surgery for the mastectomy, they also... Uh, inserted the, the uh, expander. expander and began mm-hmm. reconstruction simultaneously. Gotcha. Gotcha. So are your, so your left breast is your implant and your right breast is your natural. Right. So uh, did they do anything to the right breast? Oh yes. Um, I, I got a lift on my right breast, mm-hmm. not for cosmetic reasons at all. It, it didn't. For it, symmetry? It, it was just something that they automatically did for symmetry. Okay. So I would say, you know, my mastectomy was a skin saving mastectomy. So the scars on my right breast, my good breast, are far worse than the wow. scars Isn't on my crazy? left breast where I've had the mastectomy. That is nuts. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. So before your diagnosis, um, your diet. Was your diet, um, do you find that your diet could have attributed to some of this or have you, my, my bottom line of my question is how is your diet after your diagnosis and did you change your diet or, uh, you know, versus prior and after? Okay. Well, I'm in the hot seat and you've caught me. I would have to say that my diet before my diagnosis was not good. Um, and my diet, my diet now is not good. Okay. Um, so although I know, I know what I should be doing. That's a the difficult part, don't. right? Did you did you do any journaling uh, during your um, your journey? Um, 
I don't recall if I did any journaling. If I did, it would have been good intentions to do journaling, to write a book or document my experience or whatnot. Um, But I'm not good at journaling. And so if I started journaling at all, it was maybe a paragraph or two. And then it it. ended. I'm not a journaler. Did you... um... So are you, did you have to take any kind of um, uh, medication? Did you have radiation or, and chemo as I had, well? I did not have radiation and I did have chemo as well as Herceptin, which Herceptin went on for a one year uh, and, treatment. And what is Herceptin? So Herceptin is a drug specifically for HER2 positive breast cancer. And I feel so, so blessed in that the drug was discovered and actually approved only two years before my diagnosis. So prior to the discovery of Herceptin, HER2 positive breast cancer was a death sentence. The survival was not good at all. How is that administered? Uh, It's intravenous. Did you get a port or did you have a port? Yes, I had a port. When I, my breast cancer was, it was found early. Thank goodness. I was uh, stage one. And even then I think barely stage one. Um, And so I had the option to have a lumpectomy with radiation and chemo or a mastectomy with chemo and no radiation. And because my cancer was on the left side, I felt strongly that I did not want radiation on my left side due to my heart being there. I don't know where I got that idea, but I did not want that at all. So, you know, my initial reaction was, I've got cancer, get it out, take it out. I didn't think twice. I didn't hesitate to have the mastectomy. Um, and, and did the benefit you consi- was no radiation. Right, right. And did they, when, during that time, did they offer you a double? Did they, because now everything awesome. is a double. Yeah. You know, if you got it in one, get it rid of it in the other, you know, almost that way. Yeah, double mastectomies were being done. And I'd read about people having them in magazines. But when it actually hit me, the thought never crossed my mind at the time. Um, in hindsight, I might have done that. But at the time, it was never part of the conversation. It wasn't suggested. It wasn't offered as an option. And I didn't think of it myself. So, so gotcha. no. It, and, I, and how was your support system at the time? Did your, your family all rally around you? Were, you? were you supported through them? My support system was absolutely amazing. Amazing. Um, you know, I look, I look back on my cancer as probably one of the best gifts in my life. Um, That's amazing. First off, my mother. So I'm married. I have no children, which actually no children is one of the risk factors it is. Um, for having breast cancer. So I had no children. But uh, when I went in for surgery, my mother immediately decided to come down and help me through uh, my recovery. So mom immediately got in the car and drove down from Orlando. I lived in Miami. And she came down to be my caregiver for the six weeks of recovery. Well, promptly, the day of my surgery in the evening, while I was in my hospital room and they brought me my dinner, I told my mother and husband, well, don't just watch me eat. 
go get your own dinner in the cafeteria. Right, right. Returning from their dinner, my mother stubbed her her Crocs on the hospital floor. Oh my lord! Stumbled and fell. That's an incredible. Fell story. face first in front of the intensive care. Well, she couldn't entrance. have fought. She couldn't have <laughs> fall anywhere else better. Very true. Very true. So. Mom wound up in the emergency room for the next probably six or eight, eight hours, hours, which, you know, after surgery, they the doctors want you to get up and Start walk moving. around. So mm-hmm. my, my first get up and walk around was a visit down to the emergency room to find my mother oh, who my was Lord. waiting for x-rays to determine that her arm actually was broken. Oh, wow. So in her fall, she had the first broken bone in her body at 70 two years old. Wow. And uh, so then my mother and I spent the next six weeks recuperating together. together. Oh, my and God. Fortunately, neither one of us truly needed a, a caregiver, but my husband was fantastic as he waited on both of us. Oh, how um, fun. For all of our needs. But I don't mean fun, but it was to be. It was the funniest experience of my adult life. Well, I can see your eyes light up talking about it. (laughs) Mom and I laughed hysterically to the point of tears. Oh, isn't that great? What a good sport. You know, mom's always there for you, but what a good sport. You know, she fell and broke her arm and all the two of us could do was laugh. Oh, that's fantastic. And, you know, they say laughter is the best best medicine. Well, I feel like I'm living proof of that. I agree. I agree. Now, you know, I'm sure. How do you think your outcome would have been had you not had that support system? My gosh, thank God you did. I, I, oh, well, it, it all started with the laughter. You know, when I came home from the hospital, of course, what did I do? I got on the computer and started Googling people's breast cancer experiences. And there was message after message, blog after blog of, uh, woe is me and, you know, just sob stories and just painful experiences. And mom and I looked at each other and, we're, and like, we're just, you know, relieved that our story was completely the opposite. That's that's completely a wonderful, that's a beautiful right. story. And then in addition to my mother and my husband, I had, there was a group of ladies that I was, um, that I partook in a retreat with at church and several of those ladies came to my door one evening. I guess they arranged it with my husband, but they decided to have a potluck dinner at my house during my recovery. They all showed up with a covered dish. Oh, nice. And uh, my husband provided the wine. Oh my God. Again, you know, these six women and my husband and myself we had such a fantastic time. So I would say breast cancer changed my social life in so many ways. And we're such good friends to this day, um, these six women and, and myself. Um, That's friends like that. You just are. You know, they're, they're treasures. They, they yes, treasures. yes, they surely are. They surely are. So. What would you tell anyone who has been diagnosed with breast cancer today? Any personal advice you have for them? And what would you recommend to them to do? I think, you know, my first recommendation would be to realize that it's not a death sentence, that um, it, depending, of course, on your specific diagnosis, you know, 
there are actions that you can take. So do what you've got to do. Uh, you know, keep a positive, keep a positive attitude, go through the steps to fight for your life. It's worth fighting for and it won't all be bad. And you, you know, you'll look back on it and, um, you'll be glad that you did. And, and the people and camaraderie and camaraderie and all kinds of different aspects that it brought into my life. Uh, again, I think it was such a gift that you would never wish it on anyone, but it, I, it, I, I agree the experience for, for anything, anything in the world. So embrace it as part of your journey and do what you got to do. Um, and, 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 and look and be and, open. And, and how did we meet? Through the Warriors on Water, right. which is Central Florida's only breast cancer survivor dragon boat team. So, again, I'm going to plug the team. I love the team. And Stephanie and I started probably around the same time, 2014. Well, actually, my story oh, yes. of dragon boating goes back, back to even, Miami even before that. So, yes, um, so when I was first diagnosed and I, my attitude was so positive, my physical therapist noticed that I had such a positive attitude and thought um, that I would fit in nicely with a, a group of nurses who or not nurses, but medical professionals that all worked within a particular health system in Miami. So she introduced me to them and, and they would get together for a social dinner once a month. Ah. And through that, one of the women in that group was a dragon boater. And she brought pictures and showed us all pictures of this experience. And I thought to myself, oh, that looks like so much fun. I'm a Pisces. I love the water. I would love to do that. But oh my God, it looks so hard. So I wasn't about to try it. Um, But then one day there was an orientation for beginners and Save Our Sisters in Miami uh, had this training and invited unexperienced breast cancer survivors oh, to come. Cool. And so I went and uh, I was bitten by the dragon then. You were hooked. So I started dragon boating in 2009. Oh, okay. And, it was that long ago. Um, I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah. And so I was on Save Our Sisters SOS for four years in Miami. And then due to family situations, I had to relocate to Orlando, and the first thing I did was reach out to Warriors, Warriors on Water, Water. Yeah. the Orlando team that I had always been competing against. Yeah, yeah. Um, now they welcomed me and embraced me with open arms, and I immediately got in the boat. And now it's here we are six yeah, years later, yeah, yeah. and um, it's, I couldn't it's, be happier to be part of Warriors on yeah. Water. Yes, dragon boating, I, I for me has been something that you can go anywhere in this country probably almost anywhere in, in the, the world. world and you can find a loving community of breast cancer survivors that will welcome you and as with I, open and, arms. and as I have said several times that when dragon boating and breast cancer survivors get together it was really formulated so that the upper body and the repetitive motion of the paddling could help reduce inflammation in lymphedema and um 
and build up your strength in your upper body. So that's where the breast cancer survivors in the dragon boat meet to, and then on top of it, the fun, the camaraderie, the fresh air, just being around the water is all the positives with that as it goes along. And also exercise. Correct. You asked earlier about diet. Well, my diet's not the best and probably my exercise wasn't great either. Right. But now with dragon boating, we do our our warm ups and get our heart rate pumping and and the the race speeds. I mean, that yes. really gives us a workout. So right. we're burning calories. We're increasing our heart rate. So nothing but good, good comes out of it. Yeah. Yep. In, in fact, dragon boating initially got me so in shape, if you will, uh-huh. that I then uh maybe a year, maybe two years after dragon boating, I actually was able to climb to the top of Huayna Picchu in Machu Picchu, um, which I never thought I would be able to do. And I was able to do that. I attribute 100% to dragon boating because of the conditioning of my My heart heart and my physical ability improved. And I never would have thought that I could have done that. Right. And you've done quite a few things. Yeah. You just recently walked the uh, El Camino. I did. By yourself. (laughs) I did last year. Thank goodness. And um, yes, six days, a hundred kilometers. So Stephanie, you are a thriver. You are a thriver. And, And that's why I want those that are listening today to know that She's right. It is not a death sentence. And when you can, your ability will build up and you go out there and you live your life to the fullest. You enjoy it. And I want to thank you so much, Stephanie. And if anyone out there listening has any questions or needs some help with some resources, please feel free to email me at Justine at Just Talk with Justine. And be sure to like my my uh, my page, subscribe and Stephanie, thank you. You are awesome. What an awesome guest. Oh, thank you, Justine. Pinky. It's I know been a we pleasure should be touching here. Pinky. Thank you. Thanks for everything oh, you do. Oh, thank you so much, Steph. Thank you for listening to Just Talk with Justine. If you like what you've heard, please rate, comment, and subscribe. We love talking to breast cancer fighters and survivors. If you have any questions, you can email me at justine at justtalkwithjustine.com.